not only are you going to have to claim your title, but you're going to have to protect your title. first person that you have to protect your title from is you. There will be stretches of time when nothing will come to you. And within these stretches of time, you will tell yourself that not only are you not a writer, but that you don't have the right to consider yourself a writer. Because a writer is literally doing those things every day. Or so you think. But I wager that it is good when your story doesn't have something to say. Because when it does have something to say, it will have something worth saying. And when those times come, I hope that you can remove every obstacle out of your way in that moment. So that you can honor and fulfill that inspirational gift. And I call it a gift because unless you've ever written under inspiration, it's very difficult to understand the difference in your writing style when you are underneath inspiration versus underneath forcing. I am of the philosophy that when you are striving the hardest to write your story, that's when you need to step away because you are forcing a square peg into a round hole. I don't believe that a person's passions can be, quote, wrong when it relates to creating your written work. Rather, there may be some story ideas that aren't ready yet. And it could be a number of factors why your story isn't ready yet. You may not be in the right position emotionally. You may not be in the right position experientially. But the fact that the story idea came to you is definitely something that you should log and that you should keep and that you should revisit. Because just because you're not ready for something today does not mean you are not ready for it tomorrow. A newborn baby will eventually eat table food, but he cannot take it as soon as he is born. But if you just give it some time before you know it, he will be eating solid table food. So too with your writing. At first, you may not be ready to write a certain type of story. You may not be ready to go in and do this, you know, magnificent opus of, of, of a tome, but that's okay because inspiration will meet you where you are and wherever you are and it'll mingle with your experience and all those other factors to create something that's wonderful. But the one thing that you cannot do with inspiration is, number one, you can't recreate inspiration. By that, I mean 
You cannot be inspired when you're not inspired. You can't manufacture inspiration. You cannot create artificial inspiration. Inspiration is the real deal. So in order for you to give your story exactly what it needs, you have got to be able to patiently wait for that inspiration. Now, when people say wait, I know if you're like me, I'm thinking, man, this is going to take years. And it doesn't necessarily take years. And the more you get into the practice of honing your inspirational ear, you'll see that it seems like inspiration comes more often. It's just that if you do not recognize it when it's happening, you'll allow it to pass right by you. This is what I want you to be able to detect. Detect when you're being inspired and understand that when I say it's good, when your story isn't saying anything, honor that and walk away. It doesn't mean walk away for three years. It means that, first of all, you need to know what that inspiration sounds, looks, feels, tastes like, and it'll be different for each and every person. So trust yourself. This is something that you are creating. You're going to have to trust your abilities. For people who have a type A personality, who have an extremely difficult time with the whole prospect of waiting, and it's not so much that they don't believe that uh, the inspiration will be good because everyone has experienced inspiration, but perhaps they believe that it'll be too lengthy for them. So what I would suggest for one is the best you can carry on. Carry on with doing what you normally do. Do that for a few days. On the day that you just cannot take it anymore, and I don't mean because inspiration has struck. I mean because anxiety won't allow you to continuously, uh, let's say, abandon your story or neglect your story is a better word. I would say on that day, have a look at your story. And if your story does not ignite some kind of inspiration at this point, then try to do the activities that spur on your inspiration. Do those things that uh, liven you up, those things that hype you. And if your story still isn't stoking your passion, then keep carrying on. Because the reason why You're forcing your story when you're not inspired is because you haven't given inspiration its opportunity. You haven't given it a way in. And believe it or not, when you're tense and when you're writing in a way where you are forcing your story to say and do things it doesn't want to do, you are blocking that inspiration. Inspiration will come but it has to have a way to get in. And if you don't give it that opportunity, you're going to be writing in a persistent cycle of forcing. And what does that forcing look like? Because in one illustration, it could just look like you're just like mashing your eyes and just trying to come up with something. But forcing can look like seeking advice of what other people have said. And then you try to apply that to your work. That's forcing. 
you placing unrealistic, um, detrimental rules on yourself that is forcing. You attempting to continue to write a story that isn't ready for you yet. That is forcing. None of those three scenarios are scenarios anyone listening wants to write under. So the next way that you need to protect yourself is from advice from any T-writer. Experience has a way of deceiving us into believing that we've attained answers that extend beyond our own lives. Understand that the formula that T-writers execute works. I'm not against what T-writers do because it doesn't work. I'm against what T-writers do because it doesn't work for everybody. I'm against what T-writers do because it does not free you to be the writer that you need to be. And I don't believe that there's a one size fit all. Not when it comes to creativity. It doesn't need to fit all. But it does need to fit you. So you cannot wear someone else's shoes. It is uncomfortable. Even if they wear the same size, your foot shaped differently. The, the shoes never feel comfortable. So just understand that what I am saying on this podcast does not mean that, oh, if I'm a tea writer and I go the traditional route, it won't work for me. It will work. It'll work. But what you will be, what you will be executing is someone else's formula. This is why the New York Times bestseller list all looks the same because they have adopted a formula that whomever at whatever time came up with and now they're doing it. And the average person says, well, you know what, if you want to be a good writer, if you want to have this kind of accolade and this kind of, you want to be able to put this, this blurb on your cover, if you want to be able to have this amount of money, if you want this kind of attention, then you would be wise to follow that advice. And I say that that's unwise. And you can listen to season one of these podcasts to find out why. So when you see advice that tells you that whatever your process is, that it's wrong, interpret it as saying that your process is wrong for them. I think that at the heart of what a writer who is a T writer says when they begin to demean people who take the free route I think what they are in essence saying is that I could not write underneath these conditions I could not produce what I produce that way and that's okay because your process is right for you 
remember that when it comes to your passion for writing, there is no template that you have to lay your passion underneath. You are free to create however you see fit. And I'll say again, because I can't say it enough. If you want what everybody else is doing, follow the formula of the New York Times bestseller writers and you will make it that way. But I urge you to understand you won't be free over there. Also remember that a tea writer will be careful not to validate you as a free writer because it could expose areas in their own writing where they compromise their own freedom. In short, you can't be considered a writer to them because they think that in doing so, that it'll inval- invalidate the process that they have chosen. And we know that it won't. Now, it makes them unfree, but they have chosen that process into whatever magnitude it works. I want to leave you with this free writer. Your ideas are good. Your characters are very interesting. Your story, it makes sense. The creativity that you inject into your stories is clever. How can I say this? And I haven't read anything you've ever wrote. That is easy. And it's because I am talking to a person who is extremely unique. A person who is a writer and knows it down in their bones. One does not wake up and decide to put their energy to a task as demanding as writing, editing, and producing a novel all on your own. That takes a person who is extremely rare. So protect your title as a writer with everything you have. Because what most people, especially those that have the spotlight centered on them, don't don't realize is that the only thing that separates us from them is the fact that we are free.